Oh boy. They're a mess. <laughs> Too easy. Kurt, Kurt, Kurt. <laughs> you know I learned all that from you guys, right? I used to be a nice, clean guy. Hmm. What day was that? <laughs> Bridget, just so you know, these guys are always picking on me. True story. Okay. It's a true story. It is. <laughs> Our only fan sent me a t-shirt. It's <laughs> true. It is totally true. Poor Kurt. Poor Kurt. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the Bourbon Boys, the podcast where guys get together to talk about bourbon, about life, lore, and libation, and everything that comes with being a dad. We're not bourbon snobs, just a a group of guys who like bourbon for what it is and how it tastes. It's pretty simple. This is podcast number 59. Uh, I'm Alton. I'm here with the Bourbon Boys. We've got Kurt. Hey there. Kret. Hey, hey. And Do. Yo. We are in for a treat tonight. Uh, this is actually episode 59, and I don't know what edition, maybe six or so, of Staring Down the Barrel? Close. Yeah, it's... it's uh, we have a couple. I think so. Yeah. so. Could be. Handful of those, Staring Down the Barrels, when we get the chance to bring uh, some of the partners who actually make and distribute this beautiful product that we enjoy so much. Uh, and tonight we've got uh, a couple of pours from some new friends of ours from uh, the Rotten Little Bastards Distillery in Beaufort, South Carolina. Lovely, soon to be very hot Beaufort, South Carolina. So, Bridget and Brian, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Well, here's what we're going to do. We've got two bottles on the table. One is a hand pour that one of our very own bourbon boys actually. Yes. Probably, hopefully he didn't spill. That was a lot of fun. He, said, he said he washed his hands when he was <laughs> pouring the bottle. After, so. Afterwards. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to uh, get into these two bottles, but first let's uh, turn it over to Kurt and so we can meet our Bridget and Brian, learn a little bit more about Rotten Little Bastard. <laughs> okay, so first of all, I love the name. So, because Dave calls me a big fucking baby all the time, so I just, like, I was like, this is great. Um, so, so thanks for joining us, and um, I'm going to kick it off with a little life conversation, but I think, and focus around what you guys are doing, but um, can you just tell us a little bit about your background, how you actually came to Bourbon and the World of Spirits? <laughs> so, was not a bourbon guy, but wanted to open a rum distillery. Okay. Mm, okay. I went to distilling school in Louisville, Kentucky. You know what they yeah. teach you? Make oh, bourbon. Make bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> so I spent a lot of time hand in hand with a guy who was also taking the class who's a chef. And he taught me how to taste bourbon and what to look for. And, you know, we started with like some Elijah Craig, uh, did some Wolfers Reserve, did a couple other ones, did a couple higher end ones. And he was showing me flavor notes and tasting notes and what yep. I was looking for. And then he says, now it's up to you to figure out what you like and what you don't like. All right. And there's a lot out there to choose from. So Sure is. Getting to be more every day. Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yep. So how long ago was that, Brian? When did I go to school? <laughs> they both July 2016. Okay. All right. So, That's so great. almost seven years ago. That's great. 
Yeah. Okay. So after a the lot of bourbon since then, I bet. Sure. And so after school, when did you decide that it was time to open a distillery? Tuesday of school. Day two. That's awesome. I think I want to do this. I'm going to go to this school and, and let's see. And so, yeah, I got the call in the middle of the week, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we're doing this." That's wow, awesome! Okay. That's cool. Love. That's it. brilliant. All right, so it sounds like you tasted a lot of bourbons when you were up there. Was that the first time you tasted bourbon, or uh, probably? Okay, so because I was a rum guy. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, so tell me this real quick, Brian. Uh, you don't need to flip it around. Right. But, but the uh, you, you said you wanted to do rum. You get there and you're tasting bourbon. You obviously ended up with a distiller that produces some of both. Do you, which one is uh, the favorite now? Um, so there's pretty much always our bourbon at our house yep. and our aged rum. Okay. All right. Um, the straight rum, I buy that and take it home occasionally. So in South Carolina... I want to take bourbon home. I have to buy it retail at the counter to take it home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> South Carolina's got being from South Carolina. They're they're growing up there. There's some lovely things. The ABC system is, is <laughs> yeah. phenomenal and and logical. <laughs> but, and our age from that he was talking about is aged in a new American white oak barrel. He took one of the barrels we bought. To put bourbon, bourbon in. into and, and put, put the rum in there. So it wasn't put into a, a used barrel. It was put into a new barrel. Oh, so that's oh, why okay. it still has a lot of the oaky flavors from the barrel. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's a good call. That's very cool. So we now know your first bourbon experience. Um, so what was the brand that kind of did it for you when you were up there? Um, just knowing that I wanted to open a distillery and finding out that there was, you know, some bourbons out there that I actually liked. Mm-hmm. You know, what side of the flavor profile chart, you know, I, that I liked, so I kind of knew what I wanted to emulate. Okay. Um, specific brand, I had more to do with Mashvilles and styles. Okay. Not not necessarily brands. I mean, because we did a lot of blind testing. Yeah. At the at the class, you know, you come in, you know, one morning we came in and there's. 14 Glencairn glasses, all with a half a shot of bourbon in them. What time was this? Good morning. <laughs> Eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That's a good, I got to start my mornings yeah. like that. <laughs> we'll see, Esther. Cowboy up. I bet you I might be really productive, actually. So, By four, probably. By four, maybe, yeah. yeah. So, wake up from a nap. Two or three nights where we had bourbon tastings with, you know, people from the industry would come in. And sure. I love it. One was a mixed drink class, and the other ones were taste this bourbon, taste that bourbon. Sure. So, um, so it's pretty clear that you were a day in and decided you were going to start a distillery <laughs> after drinking bourbon for one day. So that's pretty <laughs> remarkable. We've been two days. Two, two days. days. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. give you two days. It's not that two impulsive. Days. A day and a, I'm going to say a day and a half, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's not that impulsive. Exactly. So I'll decide on Monday, but I'm not calling her till the end of the day, yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. It, so. seems, it seems early. <laughs> so um, I'm curious. So family like you come home from this class and the two of you bridget and brian you're like have to like tell the family hey we're starting a distillery so like what was the reaction to that oh, everybody, everybody pretty much thought it was cool uh i mean obviously um you know we we told our son um that we were talking about doing this and we said you know we we had the money set aside for his college that you know 
we were going to be able to keep the house, you know, and that grandma and grandpa would always make sure he was fed. And <laughs> and he said, no, he said that, that was good. That, that was all his worries. So, um, but, I mean, but you know, my, my dad is a scientist. He thought it was, you know, really cool that we were going to learn how to do all this stuff. Um, you know, when the, the hardest part was trying to come up with a name, but that's when we got the rotten little bastard was from, you know, his sister, um, Brought up the idea that that's what that, I've been called my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> entire life. So, you know, I was I was I was waiting for you to say your son gave you the idea. But I <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. My mom's called me that since I was about three. Oh my god! The term of endearment. Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> yeah. I had a few more opportunities to get in trouble that other kids didn't have. Yeah. 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 And I was a quiet kid, so she used to have to go and hunt me down to see what I was getting into. And she would always say, you know, what's that little rotten little bastard up to now? <laughs> that is awesome. Ouch. He deserves so every bit of that. Oh, <laughs> okay, so. There's a lot of stories. So, <laughs> we'd love to hear all those stories. So, um, so everybody said it was cool. Was it like, cool, those people are crazy, or cool, this is really cool? <laughs> um, I don't know. On my side, they're like, well, everything he's ever tried, he succeeded at. So okay. this All is right. just something different. Yeah. And her family was like, I don't know. It's not the first business she's opened. And yeah. This time we're doing it together. That's cool. So obviously, this is long term for you guys. You see a much long, like a long vision for this thing in the future. Okay. Yes. Okay. What's your son going to school for? Computers, uh, right now, computer science. Okay. He has no desire to be in the facility. <laughs> oh, really? No. Well, you have three or four sons here that <laughs> would be more than, than happy to get involved with this. <laughs> that's right. Be right over. <laughs> um, so that's cool. So um, I think I'm going to pass it off to Krat. You guys yeah. have anything else? or No, I'm, I'm and we're pouring, um, as we do this, we're yeah. starting in on <clears throat> the Kusa Cut. Kusa Cut. Yeah. Which for uh, the for the listening audience is what nine? It's ninety three proof. Ninety three proof. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. You want to tell us a little bit about it, Brian? You know it pretty well, I'm assuming. <laughs> You've um, had it yeah. before. So <laughs> when you're opening a distillery and you start studying mash bills and looking at different stuff, you have to, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to put this stuff out at two years in a day, basically. Mm-hmm. So right. we need something that's very smooth going in the barrel, so it doesn't have to sit there for eight years to get smooth. Yep. And I like stuff a little more on the sweeter side, so there's a lot more malted barley in it. Yep. Um, there's way more rye than most have, so it's like 60% corn, 81% rye, and the rest is malted barley, mm-hmm. which is what, 26%. 26% malted barley. Yeah, 81, 26, whatever it takes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can tell you exactly how many pounds it is. <laughs> uh, I'm a fan of sweet. Uh, on the sweet side as well. So first yeah. impression is is very positive. Yeah, it's nice. El- Elton's the sweet guy. The four of us. Yeah, exactly. That's true. <laughs> That's fair. I thought I was a sweet guy. No. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> so, I, guys, I mean, I, it's pretty impressive that seven years and you've got a bottle with a label and you know i mean it, that's that's pretty cool seven years is not a long time oh uh, it took about five years for us to get open yeah, yeah. we got our dsp in 2019 wow. um, and then, um you know we it was one of those stories where you know we had a still company and then they 
closed up and took our money. We had a, um, yeah. a different, different building. building, and then that got rented out from underneath of us. So, we, you know, but we found a new building. The building we have is great. Um, you know, we found a better steel company. We're really happy with them. So, you know, everything happened. And then, um, so we opened in June of 2020. I remember that. Um, that's when, <laughs> that's when the, uh, the loan closed and everything happened, and that's when the pandemic was also everything was um, shut down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was so. I was just going to say, June 2020, where was I? Uh, I was in my house. Nothing was open. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely definitely <laughs> in the house. The pandemic was only going to be a few more weeks. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. We're close. Yeah. We're close. Yeah. Not, not in the business plan. So yeah. that's, yeah. you know. Wow. Well, you, we talked a little bit about how you guys got started um, and just the the idea of a two year. Did you guys explore like blends at all to kind of get started or did you just, get, we just went straight into it? No, we came up with a mash bill and we found somebody that was making it. Got it. And said, OK, so we can get this from this guy yep. by the barrel until our age is in. So what you have is 100 percent Buford. We made it. Love nice. There is no more of what we source to start with. Yeah, mm, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's very cool. So one of the things that you know, the, the four of us being marketers, we love to kind of understand the story, and we talked a little bit about the history. But what's some of the the tradition or the lore around um, the brand Rotten Little Bastard? Like, if you guys had to, had to think through like the day to day and the culture there, what do you what do you guys stand for? Well, we want people to feel comfortable when they come here. Um, I mean, that's. One of the things about having a name like Rotten Little Bastard, you tend to get people who think that's funny. Yeah, yeah. We get get people who are, you know, kind of coming in, looking for a good time, a little bit more relaxed. Um, We, you know, we really, we want to keep everything local. We get all of our grains from a a place that's about an hour and a half away from us. Um, We're picking up our first barrels, actually, that's um, from a new Cooperage that's only an hour away from us. um, Oh, cool. This so we really try to keep everything as close as possible. Our um, our spent grains go to a local woman-owned uh, regenerative farm um, for her pigs. So you know we we want to um, a big part of our story is you know local. We care about where we're from. Um, we're not we're, polluting. We're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, and we we want people to come in here and learn something and enjoy our spirits. And so you know when. When we give tours, we, we ask people to take, you know, ask questions, uh, take pictures. We want we want a, a conversation, not a presentation. Uh, you know, we want people to feel like they can, you know, come back and you know learn something new each time. Right. You know? So it's just relaxed. Lo- the low country is where we are, and um, people jokingly call it, uh, you know, the slow country. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes jokingly, sometimes, sometimes frustration, but we like that. You know, we, we, we want to exemplify that a bit here in, in the Love that. Well, there's so much history and tradition down there. It, it just would make it sense does. that you guys would have that as well. So that's great. And, it, and obviously with a name like Rotten Little Bastard, to your point, people come in and I can't imagine that folks are looking for a presentation. They probably would much rather just sit down and have that conversation. So that's great. Right. Yes. Very we keep cool. our tasting tours small. You know, we try to, you know, just have fun with it. Yeah, that's awesome. So you guys um, mentioned a couple times about, um, you know, getting a piece of property pulled out from under you. What, what other kind of like things happened that you did not anticipate as y'all were kind of building and, and, and setting out the process? Finding somebody to install a boiler. Really? What a nightmare. <laughs> huh. So 
the, the first boiler installer took the paperwork with him, which I didn't know he's not legally allowed to do. It has to stay with the boiler. So they could make a material list and figure out what it was going to be. And they sent us a quote to install the boiler. And every time I called, they kept saying, you know, yeah, we'll be there next week. We'll be there next week. We'll be there next week. What they weren't telling me is the guy had cancer and was in the hospital. Oh, boy. And he didn't beat cancer. Oh. But he had all my paperwork. And so then when I went to get another boiler installer, they're like, you have to have this paperwork. Or it can't get certified anyhow. Right. Oh. So oh. Yeah. the city was terrified of the boiler. They're afraid it's going to blow up. Um, but the rest of, you know, like the distilling equipment, they walked in, they said, who put that there? And I said, the manufacturer. And they said, okay. And they didn't even look at it. <laughs> <laughs> we were actually very, um, we were surprised um, that, you know, we weren't sure how our, our area was going to take this. We were the first distillery in our area. Um, and so we weren't sure, but our the city was, you know, a Beaufort was, was very welcoming to us. They understood that we were a tourist straw or a manufacturing yeah. facility and all the different things. So um, they were, act- it was, that was probably the, one of the easiest things that we thought was going to be a lot harder. Excellent. Now, how, how involved is the city with you guys? Do you all do kind of planning or anything like that? Or is it you guys are just kind of there and they, they appreciate y'all being there? Um, with, with the chamber and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. We're involved in the, the chamber and the visitor center and all that kind of stuff. But as far as like the government goes, they don't, you know, we once we did the original plans and stuff like that, I mean, they're welcome to stop by anytime right. they want, but nobody, nobody comes and, and does anything got it okay great so um as you guys think about where you are in you know these two-year bottles and uh how you're building this business and this brand what what's the one big thing that keeps you guys up at night money <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can yeah. imagine it's an expensive operation yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's it's you know, we joke it's it's me and Brian in the bank. We don't have like, you know, corporate sponsors or anybody else. It's just the two of us. That was another thing that did take us a while to, uh, you know, to get along because we did just want it to be the two of us. So that's been, uh, you know, but of course, I mean, that's kind of normal in any business. Sure. So no, sure. The money I, part. <laughs> I think you guys need to make a t-shirt that has like the, tr- the, Better Business Bureau logo on it, but it's Bridget, Brian, and the bank. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, good idea, Brian. Um, there you go. Would you guys want to talk us through some of maybe the the flavor notes and what we should be tasting here? No. no? Oh, come on. <laughs> Sorry. So we have a, a bourbon tasting chart on the wall, and we have the bourbon wheel with all the different oh, flavor yeah. notes on yep. it. And it's been our policy since the beginning is what I taste and what you taste, we have different palates. We're going to taste different things. If I tell you what I think you're going to taste, then I think I'm ruining the experience for you. So I'd rather you guys tell me what you think. Let's flip it. Let's flip it. So uh, Derek has got some very interesting um, (laughs) taste. I don't know what do you call that tasting talents. Maybe yeah. he, he, he oh. tends to pick up on some really interesting things. So I'm, go, uh, dude. I'm 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 on Brian's camp of I'm very suggestive. If you say I'm going to taste something, we had a a tasting at Woodford 
And I don't know if the guy was just fucking with us or if there really was Parmesan cheese notes, but I was like, I do taste the Parmesan cheese. Yeah. He's like, now you'll probably be tasting dark cherry. I'm like, I do taste the dark cherry. Yeah. So to this day, they still bust my nuts for uh, <laughs> the Parmesan, Parmesan, Parmesan cheese. Yeah. 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 I don't know if I'd want Parmesan in my mouth. I know. Uh, yeah. Until he says it. And then you're like, that's not Dark bad. cherries. Dark yep. cherries are good. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we've had people come in and give us, pretty much the whole gambit of different things they've faced, you know. Yes, you're going to taste vanilla. Yes, you're going to taste caramel. It's from, you know, toast in the barrel. Yep, yep, sure. yep. Um, you know, the finer notes, I I don't have your tongue in your, yeah, <laughs> your yeah. sinuses. I can't tell you what you're going to taste. Well, I know with, what we taste. Yeah. With, with allergy season, I'm not sure any of us are tasting yeah. probably the 100%. I don't but, know. There's a, there's a high level of the sweetness. It's yeah. almost like a banana sweet. Yep. So, you know, the, yes. uh, okay. yeah. custard. I'm, pick, I'm yeah. picking up on on some custard. Yeah, so I like the sweetness. Yeah, it's really. And good. of course, yeah. there's the undertones of the vanilla and all that, like you said, Absolutely. from the wood and all that. But right. yeah, yep. there's the high level sweetness is. Yep, I think a banana. Mm. It's got a great finish too. You know, yeah, it we've, does. we've talked mm-hmm. about yeah because this is two years, like you said, two years in a day. Yeah, ish. Um, uh, we've had some two years, which that barrel was probably two, maybe. Two years, three months. Yeah. As I say, I don't know which barrel that bottle came out of. I know the hundred. Yeah. That one does. The one does. barrel strength, I know what barrel it came out of. Yeah. Because we have that same one sitting there. Yeah. And it had the widest tasty note palette of all of them. We'll get to that. We'll the get to that one try. in a minute for sure. I, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of the of the higher proof, so I'm excited about trying the next one for sure. So. We are we are definitely not bourbon snobs, so like we we will sit around and drink stuff and just make up flavors that we think we're tasting or smelling. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah. I, I, I am impressed. I am impressed, guys, with what with what yeah. I do taste, um, and kind of the the array of flavors for a two year for sure. Yeah. So. No, it's yeah. very good. I got a question for you though. Like, so you talked about the three of you. Brian Bridget and the bank. the bank. You got to obviously like shit. It's an expensive enterprise to hold that inventory. Um, but at the same time, I'm sure you were like, hey, we're going to sell some of this at two years and a day or shortly thereafter, but some of it we want to you know, start turning a four-year product, a five-year product. What what kind of mix or what kind of balance? How did you balance the, the spreadsheet with what your heart really wanted to do on that? We can't. <laughs> what my heart really wants to do, I can't afford. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, so basically – what we're trying to do right now is, you know, if we sell seven barrels in, in, in bottles this year, to make 14 barrels this year. Okay. So basically double the production of what we're selling. Okay. That's how we're trying to grow the bourbon line. Um, but yeah, if, if I had the money to buy grain and barrels and just doing everything I wanted to do, there'd be a lot more barrels out there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe In soon enough. Time. Soon enough. That's right. You're on the right path. Yeah. I mean, for for a two I year. I stop crying every time. Stop crying. <laughs> 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 what do you mean? They're going to sit there for years. Yeah, I know. I know exactly. I'm going to visit them often. And, yeah, but, uh, let's encourage yeah. them. Oh, she sits there and looks at them and she says, you know how much money sits there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's yep. not worth anything until it goes in the, the bottom. Right. I've had people offer trying to buy barrels, full barrels. Huh. For I them. bet. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure. Carolina won't let us do it. Yeah. Oh, really? 
Yeah, well, yeah. that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Alton, can't you call some people? What, what they yeah, don't yeah. know won't hurt them, Brian. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, didn't you see that show, The Big Heist? Just yeah, pull the right. truck right. up to the... Yeah. 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 We got a couple trucks. Yeah. yeah, they weren't paying for them, though, Alton. Yeah. They were just taking no, we'll them. Work on we'll, the, we'll, we can pay for them. We'll pay for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mm. Now we've had we've had some two years that taste very very young. Yeah, like they they hit the date and they just started pouring into bottles and it should have waited. Yeah, um, this, this for good. a two year it's surprising. Yeah, like how how well, tasty it is and how smooth. Well, when you look at how the well, part of the reason it's so smooth is I make cuts different than a lot of people do. When I went to school, I stood next to the guy who was the. Um, master distiller from brown foreman mm-hmm. that's taught distilling mm-hmm. yep. and he was always smelling the distillate coming off the still you know and i'm like pete what are you smelling for what are you looking for what are you doing so i spent a lot of time there i didn't spend a whole lot of time taking notes or doing any of that business stuff <laughs> that i should have done any other parts of the classes but i you know this guy's one of the best there is in the world yeah at what he does and I picked his brain for, you know, they called it a five-day distilling course. Now they call it a six-day. But it started Sunday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It got out Saturday at noon. Oh, wow. It's not five days on my calendar. Yeah, yeah. I, was gonna say, I, don't, I don't know how that math works. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how do you call this five days? And they're like, <laughs> these days are optional. But, yeah, it's – he taught me what the – when you're – Tasting the heads coming off or, or smelling the heads coming off. Yep. What I was looking for. So I cut heads a little tighter, so less heads Okay. to the hearts. And it's the same on the tail side. I'm looking for a specific mouth feel at the, on the tail side. Yep. And when I get that mouth feel, and I say it's a bitter taste, uh, a couple of the people that work here say that part's delicious. And it's like, I don't like the way it feels in my mouth. I cut it yep, mm. and put that in the barrel. So I start with something that's smooth going in. Okay. The barrel's not going to make bad liquor good. Yep. It will make good liquor better. Better. Yep. So, Brian, for our three listeners that listen to this podcast, <laughs> can you <laughs> can you talk? just give a quick description of like what you mean by head, heart, tail? Because I so think that's a, that's a new term for a lot of people who probably have never really experienced distilling yeah. and, and the process. Yep. So when you got your mash and you've fermented it off and you put it in your still, the first thing that's going to come off is what's called the heads. And that's where the methanol is, acetone, isopropyl, all the nasty flavored alcohols that you really don't want. And some of them are toxic. You want as little of those as possible. Mm. Does some still get in there? A tiny bit. But if you buy a beer, it's in there too. Right. Because mm. it's the same thing. It's yeast creating alcohol. But with a, a still and a refract, t- or I can't even think, I'm so tired. That's okay. <laughs> the tower, it compacts them so that it's easier to cut them out. So we, co- you know, we don't even, co- we collect the heads only as a sanitizer. So we run it through our hoses and through our equipment after we clean everything to make sure there's nothing living in there because high proof alcohol went through there. Yeah. And we don't yeah. want to drink. But it still kills all the bacteria that could possibly be in there. Yep. And then the hearts is the part you want to keep. Um, that's the it's the majority of the, the ethanol. It still has like ferminol and a couple other things in there um, that help create those uh, flavor notes that you taste. 
So if you cut them all out, you have a kind of flat, bland bourbon. It okay. doesn't have any flavor notes in it. You need those other things in there to react with those natural sugars in that barrel to create those other flavor notes. Sure. That's, I can't explain that to somebody. I, if you stand here and I could show you what I'm tasting and why, yep. you know, at this point it's like, this is what I don't want. And I turn the valve and quit collecting. Hmm. And that's the tails. And we okay. just leave the tails in the mash because it's going to the pig farms and the pigs like it. <laughs> I bet they do. do the pig, pigs. Do the pigs get a buzz? <laughs> Occasionally they do. Really? <laughs> We've got some tipsy pig videos. Tipsy pigs. <laughs> I like it. That could that could be another brand. That could be a brand extension right there. That's another great t shirt. <laughs> the tipsy pigs. Tipsy pigs. Yeah. I love it. Good barbecue smoker. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Called the tipsy pig. That'd be oh, yeah. a great it's name good. for a bacon. Tipsy pigs. Sure. Yeah. It would be. All right. We can make that happen. We can make that happen. <clears throat> All right. Man. All right. I, I've got more this questions. This is great, by the way. This is fantastic. I have more questions. We talked about the mash bill. We talked about you sourcing everything locally, not being a contractor for, you know, others, getting your mash bill, you know, the way you want it. Um, it's the two of you plus a couple other folks. How are you? What's the process? How are you creating all this bourbon? All this alcohol. <laughs> well, we work a lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and I was working full time up until uh, November um, at another job, and now I'm full time at the distillery. So I am now the the still hands. I'm a very bad still hand, but I'm still the still <laughs> hand. Um, so I clean out all the machines. I you know, move the mash from the mash tun to the fermenters. Um, bottling, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so, so we, you know, we're, I'm working in the distillery and then also doing the, the paperwork and all that kind of stuff um, during the week. And then on the weekends, uh, Brian comes in and, and that's when he's distilling. And okay. then he's grinding the grains for the next week. Because it takes about a week for everything to ferment. Okay, yeah, that was my next question of like, mm-hmm. what's the cycle time between, okay, roll in the new empty barrel, we got to get some so, distillate in there. Yeah, my still is a 300-gallon still. So you get roughly 20 to 25 gallons, depending on how well the yeast reacted that time. Okay. Um, so we collect runs consecutively until we have enough to, to fill barrels. Yeah, gotcha. So I proofed down some bourbon earlier today. Well, it's not bourbon yet because it's not in the barrel. But I proofed it down to the 120 that we're going to put it in the barrel. And tomorrow I'm picking up barrels. And on Saturday, I'll fill them. While running the still, while making mash. <laughs> oh yeah, that's wow. awesome. Have you experimented so, at all with like the smaller barrels? I'm just curious when you, you know, if you've got I, overrun. Experimented for us, no. But I, I went and found some people that were using them and tried them. Yep. And they don't taste the same. Uh, yeah, I didn't know. It, it, I, I know they don't taste the same. They're usually not as good, quite honestly. But I didn't know since you're putting such a good product into it. If, like you said, the the barrel only makes good uh, bourbon good better. better. I was just curious if if, huh. if you were if you could have a little success where other people have failed. I haven't I haven't been to another distillery where they're using the littler barrels. Where when I taste their stuff, I'm like, damn, that's good. Yeah. Okay. I've, huh. I've been to a couple that's like, okay, I'll buy this and take it back to the distillery, and we'll all the guys will yeah. all try it. And, yeah. And yeah. talk about it. Yeah. yeah. But, have, you, yeah. have you guys found that? Um, the community of distillers and, and owner operators is, is it fairly open to where you can ask for help and consultation and advice? 
or is it pretty yes. close? Part, That's great. Yeah, for the most part, we um, we've been very lucky. Um, we we've had a lot of people that you know when we were talking about this, you know, gave us their cards and said, "Give us a call when you're starting out. You know, we'll help you." Um, we're members of a the South Carolina Distillers Guild, yep. and you know, we get together and everybody's swapping ideas and stuff. You know, this worked for us, that didn't. You know, that kind of thing. So um, that's been been very very and you know go to the conferences and stuff and and people um you know I, i'm on uh, chats with people in other states of, you know just of hey that we're trying this has anybody tried that and, and yeah. swapping ideas a lot that way it's been very yeah, mo most of the local guys that are actually running distilleries we've all been to each other's distillery yeah mm. oh yeah and it's like mm -hmm. you know, i went to see chris at can and i walked in and his wife was at the front and i'm like yeah hey, i'd like to talk to the distiller and she's like oh he's not here and i'm like okay i pulled out my card and handed it to her and i said tell him brian from rotten little bastard was here wanted to talk to him and i didn't make it out the door and they're like hey you come in the back right, <laughs> that's great <laughs> that's great so, yeah we yeah basically he's like hey you know we had met several times before and I, but i'd never seen his equipment up and running and right. then now he's moving it and upsizing it so it's not up and running now yeah well that's cool i mean it's such a craft too i mean and you, you, yeah. you get something it's, that's a craft you get artisans it's like they want it they want to share they want to talk about it there's mm -hmm. a passion there so yes. that's that's great that's yeah he's great. made some very interesting things that tasted really good but because his still is only a hundred gallon still he does a lot of the small barrels mm, gotcha gotcha okay. um okay. and you know but he took a uh barrel i forget what he put in it but yeah He's one of the people that I'm like, okay, so this doesn't taste the same. What's your mash bill? He's one of the people that's like, I'm like, eh, this is another one of these small barrel bourbons that, yeah, it looks right. It doesn't feel right. Mm, it doesn't right. taste right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, for, not for the products that, you know, that we have. Right, right, yeah. right. That's great. Now, earlier you talked about trying to source everything locally, and you said that you're getting a lot of your uh, raw ingredients um, and you're grinding it yourself. You're you're making making the the, the recipe in house, and you're getting all that yes. in South Carolina. Yes, all of our corn comes from uh, either Palmetto Malt, which is owned by uh, Jared Weathers, and he also owns Jared Weathers Farms or the Weather Family Farms. So it's him and a, it's a conglomerate of other farmers. So there's okay. a guy that grows rye. There's a guy that grows wheat. Um, they grow a lot of barley. Uh, they're supplying a lot of the local breweries with barley. Gotcha. Um, he, he likes supplying us with barley. He goes, you guys are easy. <laughs> like, yeah. These guys are like, do this, do that, do this. And you're like, you're like, just ship it. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. Where do you, and, and the cooperage, is that a South Carolina um, cooperage? The one we're going to tomorrow to pick up barrels is. Oh, so all right. An hour and 20 minutes from the distillery. Okay. Wow. Very nice. And are you participating in in the the assembly or the charring, or are you picking them up the the way? Yeah, no, do I'm you, just picking them up. <laughs> okay. Just picking them up. I don't want to. I've taken barrels apart, and I mess with ones that occasionally leak. I do not want to be responsible for that. Okay, that's <laughs> fair. Well, Brian, it seems like you got Leaky a little girls. bit of time. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. What's your um? What's your char level? Because I know that we've always talked about the the various levels of char and the different flavors that come from that and the the, the filtering that's required if you go, you know, all the way up to the four or beyond. What do you guys prefer? Number three. Number three. Three char. There you go. Okay. Heavy toast. Heavy toast. Number yep. three char. Okay. I like it. 
And what what did you what got you to that point? How did you figure that one? Taste, out? Tasting different stuff and figuring out and finding out what they had. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. And it's like okay, so I know if you go to like four. I mean, I heard some places doing what they're calling a six, which I don't know what the hell that that is. But <laughs> I tried a bourbon that was five, and it just tasted like charcoal to me. It's okay. Like, oh, it's really oaky, and I'm like, yeah, but it's not good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got all that so, in there. That's the Kingsford version. Kingsford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So trying to find something, you know, I want to make something I would like. Hopefully other people sure. would like. Sure. And when it, we, four hours at the class was all learning about barrels and chars and toast, yeah. and what the difference was. And then they brought out more bourbon to sample. And they're like, this right. is a number four. This is a number three. That makes so sense. So you can taste the difference from, you know. One distillery, same mash bill, different char levels, different age levels, what it's doing. Now, I, 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 I'm I, the one that was able to tour uh, your space, and Bridget told us yeah, it was it was a, uh, well, you were working pretty sure. hard, too. <laughs> yeah. I, yes. I, I, I saw your, your uh, handiwork, though, as an electrician. I mean, all the conduit was arrow straight. I mean, it was, yeah. everything was gapped <laughs> and spaced and nice. bent, bent nice. perfectly. Yeah. If anyone has OCD in, in like <laughs> electrical or plumbing, just walk in. It's very calming. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's attention to detail, and this still oh, needs attention sure. to detail. Yeah. If you're not standing there watching it and tasting it and smelling it, yeah, you're not going to get a good distillate. Yeah, yeah. I did. Computers don't have taste buds. No, no. I'm glad they don't. Yeah, we get. Sure. We, we need a job. Yeah. <laughs> can't have. We can't lose that one. Um, but I, I didn't count how many barrels you had under the roof, and that's the one location you have, right? Yeah. Yep, that's okay. all of them. What have you got in the in, in there? Twenty six in bourbon, um, one in left for aged rum, and uh, two for our American whiskey. Okay, nice. And is your and plan? We're filling more tomorrow. We're filling four more on Saturday. Okay. Three of them. Three of them will be bourbon. One will be rum. And is the life of your barrel to then become a whiskey, to then become a rum? Are you trying to reuse them and pass them from so bourbon to others? Our American whiskey, yes. Yep. Goes into one of our, our spent barrels. And then uh, the brewery wants four of them, but I may put other stuff in them before that gets to us having four sitting around. Okay. Well, the atmosphere here will dry them out rapidly. So you have basically 10 days from the barrel manufacturing to fill it. Or it's wow. going to leak. Oh, oh wow. wow. I would have wow. thought with the they, humidity. Yeah. They start drying up pretty much right away. That's okay. interesting. The barrels we're picking up, you ordered them what, Monday or Friday? Right. You ordered them Friday, we're Whoa. picking them up the following Friday. You're on the and clock. And they'll be filled Saturday. Sure. And Bridget, you were saying that um, being in Buford and being right on the water uh, cool space, you know, a, a second life Kmart. Um, they're in the automotive section. So they've got four roll up doors and an office space. It's my um, favorite department, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's, yeah. it's so cool. It's so different. And it's like, it's a, just a great story of we have an existing space and it fit right yeah. for now That's perfectly. Awesome. But you were saying yeah. something about the, the, the being on the coast and being in South Carolina and the temperature ranges and the humidity Tell us a little bit about that as an advantage to perhaps other geographies that are probably more expected, like in the, you know, Tennessee, Kentucky right. belt. Where, um, where we are, or, you know, on the, the water in South Carolina, we our temperature changes drastically during the day. Um, the 
Yeah. From below freezing to 70 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. true. Yeah. And um, we don't get, the, generally, the really cold weathers, or if we do, not for very long, whereas in places like Kentucky, it will stay under 40 degrees for a very long time, and the alcohol doesn't move as much when it's colder, okay. um, moving in and out of the barrel. So our bourbon and goes in and out of the barrel a lot more frequently because our our weather is different, our, our atmosphere is different. The um, constant changing of mm -hmm. the humidity and the pressures. Barrels that never leaked. I'll walk out there and, and you know, barrel's been sitting there almost two years, never leaked a drop, and now it's leaking. Hmm. Because uh. the barometric pressure, the humidity both changed so fast. Yeah. The wood can't, the wood keep, can't up. keep Yeah, yeah. right. That's wild. Mm. So we've just we've just poured the uh, barrel strength. Beautiful color. Yeah. Dude, taste we're all, it. We're taste all digging it. it. Yeah, it doesn't look like two-year-old bourbon, does no, it? No, no, no. It doesn't taste like it at <laughs> no. all. So... So Brian, tell me. I this is not a term I'm familiar with. Kusa cut. What is that? Okay, so the Kusa cut is a waterway near here, okay, in between Bata Island and the Saint Helena Sound. So all of our alcohols, all of our liquors, are named after something local. Our Moonshine so and Saint Helena Shine, which is the next time or two islands from where we're at. Okay, our vodka is King Tide Vodka. Our rum is Boundary Street Rum because that's where we are. Um, our age drum is 1569, which is the first settlement in Beaufort County was 1569, and it was on what is now Paris Island Marine Base. They just recently found it. Our gin is Mossy Oaks Gin because that's our Spanish, Spanish Spanish Moss. <laughs> yeah. I had that so too. If you ever come down here, it hangs off the trees oh, everywhere. Yeah. But it's yeah. not an ingredient, it's regardless not. of what's in <laughs> competition taste was really good that was a citrusy so so here's what i love i was just looking at uh derek brought like a it's not a pamphlet but a card from your your yeah, distillery yes. so here's what i love about all your stuff is because like you put in bold letters in all of them vodka gin shine and bourbon whereas a lot of the brands the bourbon is really smaller the rum like the name is is bigger than what it's actually in the bottle and I just, I love that. I think that's a really cool differentiation that you guys have in your product that you sell. Um, and I think it really, on a shelf, would look really cool. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Packaging is pretty sweet. Yeah. I'm just, I'm <clears throat> sorry, I'm, I'm a little bit lost for words here. I love, <laughs> I love a higher proof. I can't believe this is that young of a bourbon. I would. I, I get would, that a lot, I would, especially yeah. from guys who drink a lot of bourbon. They're yeah. like, "There's no way," and I'm like, Dude, "You can look at the barrel. I mean, it has the date on it." I would call this a good little bastard, not a, a good little bastard. bastard. Yeah. Damn right! Holy cow! Yeah, I'm don't a rotten little bastard, but I make good bourbon. Yeah, Brian, <laughs> don't don't change a thing about this bourbon. Holy cow! Yeah, this is great. Yeah, this is really good. Yep, dangerously good. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, because you can feel yeah. you can feel the heat, yeah, but it's can. not like. It's not like step back. It's like wow, this is right. fulfilling. It's yep. great. It's wow. it has such a full flavor and a, it's a it's a great finish. I don't know how to describe yep. it. Now, Bridget, obviously Brian is probably tasting to the point where his taste buds are numb. Um, are 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 you into bourbon equally, or do you? <laughs> no, that was. Um a learning experience too. Yeah, <laughs> he came back and said, "We need to learn about bourbon," and I said, "Okay." 
so let's learn about bourbon. Um, I, as I'm a vodka drinker, um, or I would, you know, Irish whiskey, yep. wine, you know, more of that. So I, I'm learning a lot more about the bourbon. Um, I actually just got, uh, went to the bourbon steward. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, the uh, Stave and Thief. So, because yep. um, I, you know, I'm, that's all new to me. The fact that, you know, you can taste all these different things in something. Um, and it really is, I mean, it's kind of interesting when you, you get them all together and you learn what you like and what you don't like. And I mean, it's more, um, more complex than, you know, just like vodka or something. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm, I'm learning to appreciate that. My palate is nowhere near Brian's, um, cause he'll have me come out to the still when it's, you know, the white dog's coming off of, of right. the still and, He's like, well, here, can you taste that? And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't. That's a little work in progress, but um, I, I, I would probably know. be right there with you, Bridget, on the white dog for I, sure. I do enjoy the sampling of it. So <laughs> I, I, will, um, I will definitely sign up for any of that. <laughs> that's great. Now, Brian, do you, do you tend to like the higher proof? Um, what do I got at the house right now? We have 93 proof at the house right now, <clears throat> and 90 proof American whiskey because we filled that up. You paid retail for both of those, by the way. <laughs> of course. Actually, the Irish whiskey was the test bottle. Got it. So that's American the one, whiskey. or American whiskey. Did Ireland sent us a cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that story. Did you really? Ireland itself. Yeah, yeah. The, the Ireland. Made, the Ireland. Mr. <laughs> Ireland. We made an American whiskey, and we put on it that it was Irish style because it's made in Asheville. It's similar to what they do in Ireland. And oh, I, that's um, a no-no. Yeah. Yes, and Ireland said you can't. You can't that's that. a no. no. I, I think you guys. Yeah. Ma- so I think good. you guys. That's a sign that you've made it. That a country has recognized <laughs> yeah. that you are in existence. <laughs> and, and, you know, as soon as they said you can't have it, we're like, okay, absolutely not arguing, not arguing with them. So, okay, um, but I have to ask: Did you frame that letter and put it up somewhere? Thing, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, is awesome. awesome. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think. I think. She didn't want to frame it for a long time, but everybody's oh my, like, you got to frame that. Yeah. Are you? Uh, Either you to listen. Are you yeah, the, the marketer and he's jumping out. We're gonna start. We, we're gonna start a feud with Ireland. Oh my the god! Rot, the rot little bastard takes on Ireland. Takes on the bloody yeah. Irish. So smart. We just want to answer the call. Hide. <laughs> <laughs> Block. Block. <laughs> All right, so I know we were taking a lot of time. This is awesome. This is fascinating. You guys are exactly the type of people we love meeting through this process with the passion and the, the willing to take a risk. One part of the journey that may or may not be interesting, but I want to hear about it anyway, is, okay, you, you Brian, you were talking about uh, Las Vegas. You grew up in Vegas. Were you guys originally in Vegas and, and relocated to South Carolina, or were you at South Carolina? And so Buford was a natural place to start. I'm trying to figure out how, the, how you ended up in lovely Buford, South Carolina. So. I grew up in Las Vegas, and she moved there after college. Okay. Then we met, got married, had a couple of kids, and she basically said, I'm not raising my kids in Vegas. And I'm like, <laughs> you don't want them to turn out like me? She said, exactly. <laughs> and his mom was there saying, get these kids out of Vegas. Get, so, your, get your kids the hell out of Vegas. Okay. So my dog had a job opening up here in Beaufort, so we moved to, Bu- to Beaufort in 2003. Okay, okay. So we've been here for a while, you know, raise our kids and and our youngest is in college and so we you know it just this this idea is his um eventual retirement plan yep 
Um, so that's. I can't sit around all day, but you know, I could come and make liquor and yeah. talk to people. Hey. <laughs> we were already here, so it, I mean, so we didn't we didn't even think about any place else because we love Beaver. Yeah, it's a great place, and I and honestly, I think it's funny that I didn't realize you guys were the first distiller there. But, you know, you talk about low country, slow country, and bourbon is meant to be enjoyed slow. And that fits yes. fits great with the brand. It fits great with what you want to do. I can imagine uh, it won't be long till you're at a point where you can hang out at the distillery, do a couple of tours, and enjoy a pour with a guest or whatever. So this, yep. is, this has been great. Well, yeah. I can't wait for that day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything then, uh, and then we'll wrap it up uh, with anything that – Again, for the listeners out there, we want to encourage people. We'll be back down there. Derek uh, uh, obviously got to, to tour, but uh, we, we love to take a good road trip, so we'll come by and see you guys. But anything uh, you'd like to, to talk about you're doing from a marketing perspective, anything to grow the distillery other than making just great product and letting it letting it roll? They can go to our well, website and order it. Yeah, we, okay. we, um, we just recently started being able to ship um, into the states that will allow shipping. Oh, that's great. Because, uh, of course, that's always a, a thing. So that's, yeah. um, there's links from our website. Um, and now that, uh, you know, we're, we're also doing more classes, um, mixology classes. We're doing a, a barrel-aged spirits and chocolate class, you know, things like that, trying to get – um, people to come in also to, you know, try the different things. Um, we do paint sips, you know, things like that, just to, you know, have a little fun. We, we can't, we're not, we don't have the space for like concerts or anything big like that. We still, we still want to keep classes small and yep. still, still keep the conversation. <clears throat> Excellent. Well, well we, listen, we're like footloose here in North Carolina. We have to cross the border for anything we're not supposed to have. So. <laughs> right. I bootleg a lot. <laughs> yeah, sure. We've got raw mules. Yeah, we have mules all over the place. Yeah. But that's awesome. Can can you ship to North Carolina? Do you know? No. I, I don't know. I don't know. You have to go on the website. And uh, we'll go check that out. <laughs> we ship it to, it's worth to Washington, D.C., and the company there can ship to yeah. places we can. Oh, they just right. Okay, perfect, perfect. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be North Carolina. We can only ship to like four or five places. Yeah. Um, Washington, D.C. is one of them, and they can ship to more places. Gotcha. As they say on White Christmas, everybody's got an ingle. <laughs> everybody's got an ingle. Yes. <laughs> well, we, uh, we, we, work, we work for bourbon guys, so um, we're happy to hop on a car and come down there and help barrel stuff. And my daughter's going to be at, uh, in Savannah for the next four years for college, so you're going to see my face right. at some point. So. Oh, yes. Yeah, she's going to SCAD. Yep. Nice. Yeah, so you'll see yeah. that handsome guy a few times. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I'll, I'll be I'll be the mule for these guys to bring back more of that 123 proof. So. <laughs> Scad's only about 45 minutes from here. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's perfect. So on the way, don't don't tell his wife that. Yes, <laughs> you, you might need to bring some of this home. Too late. She's got a bourbon <laughs> nose. Uh, yeah, you might need to bring that bottle home. Yeah. Yep. So I've I've got the closing question, and then Kurt's going to do our famous last call which gives him a couple minutes to think about what the question's going to be. <laughs> I just realized I have to do it. Um, <laughs> but my closing question is, so we've all talked and we've all, we've all dreamed what you've done, right? So we've all talked about, oh, we should do that. We should open a distillery. We should, we should you know, have Bourbon Boys or Bourbon On brand. and Liminal. And Liminal's another brand that, that Kurt wants to do. And it's um, the, the question we've got is, what would be the the so someone's on the fence someone's thinking about it what would you tell them to bring that dream to action i've actually told people that that have oh. came here and hung out with me and went through the 
seen what I do, and they're just like, okay, so how do you get to where you can open one of these things? Yeah. And the school I went to gives you all the information that was necessary. So if you really wanted to open a distillery, go to Moonshine University, and they will take you through the entire process from making liquors to dealing with the TPB to how to design a cola and a label, um, proofing, regulations, all that stuff. Because, you know, I know a lot of moonshiners that make good liquor, but mm. they can't do what I'm doing. Mm. Well, and and the, the, the school also gave us the consultants that yes. you could help us with, you know, all of the, the paperwork and, and, you know. How do you all, write a business plan for a distillery? Yeah. I have no idea. All my yeah. this guy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, you know, research and, you know, someplace that has that knowledge. Yep. And then choosing to go through a bank for financing versus just saving up and putting it all on oh, red number seven. Couldn't have saved up this kind of money. No, okay. No, all right. it, That's good to know, too. That's good to know. <laughs> and and um, there are only certain banks that will finance distilleries. Yes. That we found That's out interesting. Exactly. It's actually a special bank that did alcohol yeah. businesses only. Our oh. local bank that we've been banking with forever doesn't. Didn't, they didn't even want to look at it. No, <laughs> it's, it's the tip, the tipsy pig bank. I said, yeah. piggy bank. <laughs> guys are rolling in it. I'm telling you, there's something there. Tip, <laughs> the tipsy piggy it's bank. A, it's a piggy the piggy bank. Tipsy piggy bank. We would. I'm from Wisconsin. We would do cow tipping. So that's actually a real thing as well. Did you really yeah. do that? Yes, that's actually a real thing in Wisconsin. <laughs> I hate to say I'm it. Proud of it. I hate to I say it. I grew up in the desert. I used to catch rattlesnakes and stuff like that. And people mm. were like, oh yeah, you can knock over a cow. You can. You can't knock over a cow. Yeah, it's that's why they call it cow tipping. <laughs> I want to see Kirk catch a rattlesnake. <laughs> I have no interest in catching a rattlesnake. Just one time. Just one, just one, just one time. That's all it'll take. It's just one time. One time. Remember that one time? Yeah. yeah right. You remember when Kirk got that rattlesnake? He was such a nice guy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> BFB. Yeah, BFB. That's right. That's me. All right. So our our kind of tradition here is we do what's called last call. So it's a we create a scenario and then you have to answer the question based on which of the bourbons we were trying today or that night, whatever you know, whatever night it is, and why you would pick that one. So I was I was tagged with last call today. Um, so given something you just said gave me a different idea. So if you were sitting down with the prime minister, if they have one, of Ireland, oh, nice. <laughs> in order to combat the letter that you received from the country of Ireland <laughs> to say, no, we have the right to say what we say, which bourbon would you try give him and why? Or her. Don't want to assume it's him. We'll check with the Google truck. We'll text with the Google truck. Go with me here. Just go with me here. Which of these two, Kurt? Or just which of these two? Or, and I guess. Our bourbons? Yes. 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 If, well, I'm going with the higher proof because I figured, you know, candy is dandy, but liquor's quicker, and that's higher proof. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that again? <laughs> candy is dandy, but liquor is quicker. I love, there's another great t-shirt. You got it, you guys, you got to make all these t-shirts. <laughs> Brian's got them all copyrighted. Yeah, though. exactly. <laughs> okay, guys. Yeah, uh, I just I just went to the Google truck. Seriously, you went to I the did. Google yeah, yeah. truck. Okay. The current Prime Minister of Ireland is Leo Varad- Varadkar. V a r a d k a r. I just texted him. Actually, he's a young guy. Yeah, he <laughs> did. Yeah, yeah, no more like, season assist. If he's yeah. a young guy, he might enjoy it. Hey, he's, 40, he's forty-four. Wow! Wow! Look yeah, at that. Born in Dublin. A lot younger than me. <laughs> 
Yep. I'd go I'd go ninety three. I'd go with the nice smooth Leo, look at this. This is a great product. People enjoy it. They will think fondly of your product, of your Irish whiskey heritage, because this is so good. So why wouldn't you want to take advantage of this? Mm. You can ride my coattails, Leo. Oh, <laughs> oh look at there. Look at there. <laughs> the rotten little bastard has us under control. <laughs> Oh, he's a rotten little bastard. <laughs> I um, I'm 123 all the way. Um, again, two year bourbon. You drink it, you're like, there's no way that's a two year. And I, I think I think he would have a sip of this and be like, I can't believe I just sent those guys a season. <laughs> yeah. Like he'd be embarrassed yeah. at that point. So I do with the 123 all day. I'm gonna echo that. I think it's the 123, and I think that the challenge is. Neither of us are leaving this table until that one bottle of 123 is done. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we make the decision. Yep, no decisions <laughs> until we flip that bottle over. And at that point, that's when you. And a rougher morning. <laughs> that's when you say candy is dandy, liquor is quicker. <laughs> that's for sure. I love that. But I, 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 could see, I could see you guys rolling up the doors, pulling out a couple chairs, staring out into the marsh. You know, just Watching just enjoying. Sheep. Oh, you mean in South Carolina? I'm sorry. Oh, we're not going there. Not that. <laughs> He's got a problem. He can come to our doorstep. Yes, he can come to the Low Country, and we'll settle this thing the right way. Yeah. But yeah, I'm 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 doing that 123 all day long. Well, as long as I can sit up right. Sit up right. <laughs> yes, so I don't fall asleep. Um, but yeah, that's a that is a good one. That is really good. It yeah, is really it good. Is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. yeah. Great story. Great work. Great product. Yeah, for sure. Kurtron, did you go? I didn't. I I would go to the one two three as well. And here's why I would. I would say three is for three 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 little petals on a clover, which is Irish. Three leaf clover. Okay. Isn't it a four leaf clover? Well, we're going. No, the lucky clover is a three leaf. Isn't it? Shamrock is three. Okay. Will you stop doing I'm that? Just, just let me go the, with my answer. Check the Google. Go so ahead. three. Two for two year, one for number one bourbon. Oh, I like it. Look at there. That'll work. We'll give you that. That's good. I like it. <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> I ruined it. This is what happens, Bridget Kurt and Brian. They yeah. always do this. Kurt, they always think, do this. To Kurt, me. I think your last call pivot was fantastic. Thank yes. you. It was well, pretty brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm guessing all three of you were there, and you're just not telling me because you always go everywhere without me. So. No, that's not true. We, we went, weren't going to bring we, that up. We went to <laughs> we we went to Kentucky with you once. Yeah, once. This uh, is awesome. This has been great, you guys. Yeah, uh, really good to meet you and um, amazing, amazing product. So here's to you. As yeah. we say, yeah. bourbon on, bourbon on, bourbon on. Everybody should try this. This is bourbon great. On. Yep. Check out the website. Find it. They'll ship to you. Otherwise, you got to journey to the low country, which is not a bad thing at all. No, it's a good place to be. Yep. Thanks a lot, you guys. Brian Bridget, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. We'll see you. uh, Cheers and bourbon on, kids. We'll see you in the low country.